Hey, Jason Desmond from the Jantan Collective. First things first, make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, and also comment below. Tell us something that uh, affects you. If you want us to talk about something else, please do tell us as well, because we talk about a lot of stuff. We want to hear from you. Now, running, easy, right? One foot, the other foot, and just keep moving forward. But a marathon, 42.2 kilometers, is a whole other ball game. Running. What's up with that? So for me, the only running I ever do is probably like running away from my problems these days anyway, but our experts today know all about it. In fact, they go to the very, very extreme. Let me introduce you to our guest today. We have Chrissy Kakrang. Did I say that right? Hi, how are you doing? I am good, good, doing well. All right, you do Ironman. You're a fitness trainer and you're a physique specialist. What's a physique specialist? Physics means you building your body. Right is about sexy build. All right, so whatever shape I want. Yes, you can have it. Okay, interesting. We have Jeff Lau, ultra runner and Deca man. What's the difference between ultra runner and Deca man? Uh, ultra runner, so what is ultra marathon? Ultra marathon, like any distance beyond 42.2 km, we consider ultra marathon, like 50, 100, 200, 500 km, ultra marathon. Who the hell runs 100 kilometers? You run 100 km? Yeah. What the hell, dude? <laughs> and what's a Decaman? Decaman, Decaman is a uh, 10 Ironman. You, uh, you complete 10 Ironman in 10 days. So we call it Decaman. Okay, but how do you do 10 Ironman? Cause I thought Ironman, you have to go to the beach and then you run and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Ironman is like you swim 3.8 km right. and then you continuous with the cycling 180 km and then you run 42.2 km. Right. And then it's like one Ironman. So you repeat this for 10 days doing the same things for 10 days, and then you complete it, then you can have this name, Decaman. Right, yeah. fascinating. And you, you guys are supported by Hammer Nutrition, and we have Kevin Lim. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Do you do any extreme um, running? No, I don't. I do simple <laughs> running, just like short distances up to half marathons. So you do do like I, proper yeah, running? That, I wouldn't call that extreme, you know, right. uh, considering what these guys are doing right yeah because that's crazy okay because i'm trying to get into some kind of fitness i i want to build a better body a better physique but i don't know whether i want to do 10 <laughs> ironmans back to back every day for 10 days 10. right ultra marathon is 100 kilometers ultra marathon yeah 100 200 500 1000 it gets worse yeah so we can technically run from here all the way to singapore you can how long will that take uh, depends how long you want to take. Oh, really? So yeah. there's no time limit. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Uh -huh. Interesting. We'll talk to you a bit okay. more about this. All right, but you know what? Let's let's talk a little bit about going extreme because, as uh, Kevin mentioned, there's running, and there's extreme running and extreme sports in many ways, right? So, how the hell did you guys get into this? For Chrissy, tell me, tell me your story. How did you get into it? So I am very active since young. So right. I do motocross. BMX, um, all the running, trail running stuff, and yeah, and then triathlon since 2005. So I immense I have done 13 times. 13 times? Yes. And how, how long apart does each Ironman go? Like I he does it like 10 in a row, right? Yes, so Ironman is like um, 17 hours uh, event, so I did like Almost a year, or uh, always once a year, you see. Once a year. Yeah. yeah. 
once a year or twice a year. Jeez. Okay, we're gonna come back to you. Uh, also, by the way, you're not originally from Malaysia. And no, I'm originally from Myanmar, so I live in Malaysia for 20 years now. Right. Did you do all this kind of stuff back in Myanmar as well, or? When I was younger, yes, in school. So you were an adrenaline junkie even back then. Oh, yeah. I like that. Okay. <laughs> now, um, how did you get into it? How or, old are you right now? Uh, 30 years old. You're 30 years old. Yeah. Dude, you look like you're freaking 18. Okay, so <laughs> 30 years old, how did you get into it? Uh, I started with running, right, and then uh, it back to when I was uh, twenty two. Actually, uh, I was a chubby boy, and I'm I opposite like Chrissy. Like I'm not a sport person. I'm super lazy. Then how'd you get into it? And then I I start getting chubby, and then I want to get like into fitness. Right. And I start my running, and then I start outdoor running, run, 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 and then like one day, like one accident, I fell down. I fell down. And then my right knee ligament is like torn already. ACL? Yeah. yeah. So I went to the uh, operation and the physiotherapy. And then during the recovery time, it's like, oh, I told myself I, I need to do something good with my fitness when I recover. Right. So how, how old were you when that happened? 22. Right. Okay. Eight years ago. Yeah. So, uh, and then I, I told my friend, oh, what I can do after I recover. And then he told me, oh, you can go to run the Sahara Desert 250km and then fundraising for charity. I say, oh, okay, then I can do it. Because before before, uh, before that, I only run 10km and I don't know like how far is like 250km. It's like, oh, I have no idea. So I just say, oh, okay, then I will just go. Because like for driving 250km, yeah, within a day you can finish the journey. Yeah. So for me, it's like, oh, maybe it's like pretty easy. Yeah. So I just go. And then this is how I started my ultra running journey because uh, during the run, then a fundraising for a charity. And then, okay, then I just, oh, the first time and I complete the race. And then when I cross the finishing line, I told myself I want to do the similar things every year to help others because, I mean, why I started to do this because I feel so helpless when during my recovery time for my knee. So I want I know the feeling when you're being helped. So I want to help others as well when I, I'm healthy. So I use this way to start my running journey. And then run, run, go crazy already. <laughs> run, 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 go crazy. Y yes, everything extreme sounds crazy to me because I, I want to be fit, but I don't know if I can run 250 kilometers. How, how long is that? How uh, long did you take? Okay, for ultra marathon, they have two different kind of ultra marathon. One is uh, we call it stage race, which is a self-support. Stage race is like two hundred fifty km. They separate into seven days. So every day right. you have a certain distance to complete it. So once you complete it, then you can rest. Another one is like in one go, like 500, 560 km in the Arctic Circle. So it's totally your own strategy. As long as you finish it within eight days. Okay, so in my year, the champion, he didn't sleep for three days. He keep running, keep walking, and then day number four, he sleep the whole day. So you have a different strategy for this kind of races. How is that healthy though? I'm sorry, I'm just trying to figure out the, the biology behind all this. That's got to take a toll on you. How tired do you get after something like that? Do you have to like just recover for like a whole month? Uh, when I start aging it take longer time it right right take 
up to one year like to like fully recover so oh, so after you you're done with that you yeah don't done do with the race yeah but during the race you won't feel like very tired you right. because the mental thing you keep you moving keep okay you going. Yeah. well chrissy you said that you do one ironman race a year roughly and it takes you said it's a 17 hour race you don't you obviously don't take 17 hours to complete it though right yeah how long do you, does it take for you my best time was 12 hour plus right i've seen triathlons on tv like like ironman stuff right how long do they take for that for a pro seven hours to eight hours plus oh top age grouper like us amateur but top age groupers it's like nine hours that's crazy that's crazy. 12 hours though my goodness so i'm kind of like where you were huh? right i'm i'm much older i'm 43 right now okay but i'm trying to get well fit not your kind of level of fit but to be able to maybe do a marathon right to maybe walk a marathon i'll be very happy if i could actually walk 42.2 kilometers okay. how do you prepare for a race because i i'm not a pro athlete i would say i'm just like a leisure athlete so you're I, a leisure athlete yet you do ultra marathons uh -huh. leisure okay yeah just like that's very scary chill okay yeah so uh how to prepare like i think the first thing i you have to get ready is like you just sign up the race first without thinking anything once you sign up you pay then only you think if you keep thinking 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 you will never sign up you will regret or then you don't want to sign up so once you sign up then you only start to prepare your training or whatever gear or the nutrition things because like for the pro athlete they control their diet right but for me like no my mental is the first thing like after i training for like 20km run for my training i need to go compete in my curry me i can't like eat a healthy food after like a control my diet like after training so i'm the kind of pleasure athlete right okay so yeah this i love that yeah that's my thing okay right. yeah so i think the so when i training happy then i'm happy so when i'm happy i go to race i'm happy so and how long how many months to prepare for me for my first race it take at least half years because you need to okay. study okay you need to study the race right. because ultra marathon is a self-sufficient race so you need to carry your backpack and all your food and all your gear for the entire seven days in your backpack and then you have to carry the backpack and run the whole journey so it's around like 15 kg so you have to run the backpacks 15 kg and run all the way for the sand dune or the arctic circle things like that and then like what gear you want to bring what nutrition like what kind of like a uh, food you want to bring is everything you need to like study and uh, what kind of training you need to do you need to start from zero because the elevation is different the whole uh, environment is different this and that all right yeah because how do you train i mean like for uh an ironman obviously ironman is three disciplines and then there is a fourth discipline it's, it's called nutrition right okay so swim bike run so we have to really lay out how many hours that we want to train a week right, right. so let's say 15 to 20 hours a week so like swimming like three four times a week cycling three four times as well running as well i just go for normal swim just to get a swimming fitness i don't set any training specific trainings just go and swim get a fitness get a rhythm 
and then from there on, yeah, this is my basic. So okay, next is proper program programming. So you you can get your you can plan for your own self program, or you can even get from professional helps. And cycling as well, you just go at your own fitness level. And for me, I do in intervals. Indoor intervals, so we are on a trainer, bicycle trainers. So you can look at the screen and you just do intervals, and a, a minute intervals or ten minutes intervals is like up to the fitness level. And when comes to running, so I do short run to long runs, but the longest I did for Ironman training is like twenty twenty five kilometers. That's the longest. So I don't believe in uh, long distance, long hours training for endurance races. Right. So I do more quality trainings, like short, but it's more like effective and then more benefits to you. But as you get closer to the race, don't you need to like match whatever is competition level? So it's 42.2 kilometers. Yes. Right. But it's more like accumulative. So I don't, I don't go for 42 kilometers training. I do 20k, 25k, or once maybe 30k or 32k. That's right. a max. And then, but I do regularly the 10k, 15k. So it's accumulative. Either you get a fitness level up, and then comes to race. Like you have to rest up before. It's a taper, tapering, right? Before the race, and then you rest up, freshen up your body, and just go for a race. So that's how we prepare like for three disciplines. You can't do just one running or right. more or cycling more. But at what point do you start going like, I need to get into training, maybe is it a, a month before, a week before, and I have to do all three at one time, or you never do that? Uh, for Ironman training, for beginners, six months uh, to right. build up. For, for me, I'll do two to three months trainings because we already have a the basic. Uh, base, yeah, foundation. So we just go for, like, like yeah, it's a warm up, and then from there on, you just have to go focus on your program, and then go for it. And your nutri you mentioned nutrition though. Yes. He's eating curry mee, curry noodles, and he's stuffing his face though, and then but he's he's working hard, right? <laughs> how, how are you different? Do you do the same thing? I, I love food, I drink, and I, I love you it. already, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Okay. This is a beauty of being a triathlete. Like, you know, you burn a lot. Uh, you can eat, you can drink whatever you want, uh, but uh, during training or during the race, I focus really, really careful of my nutrition. Right. And basically, I take uh, hammer mm. nutrition, mm for training and for races as well. This is the only um, products that I can consume because of this thing. Um, just to add on to that, um, Chris is obviously the elite category, like a pro racer, and um, their training matters because you need to train as hard as your race day, right? And that's the only way you can get a personal best or improve over your training. And uh, so every training day is actually mimicking a race day scenario. So she got to get her feeling right so that she doesn't get an upset stomach while she's racing. You know, every time if you have an issue, you tend to slow down, right? And um, so for, for the elite um, athletes, they need to tune in the nutrition. They need to get it right. 
so that they have less chance of problem happening um, and they can just focus 100% in their race. And when it comes to Jeff, he is like the happy-go-lucky athlete. Right? He's, my, he's my hero. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, um, I, don't, I don't think he trains much with nutrition, yeah. right? But not yet, it, anyway. But when it comes to a race, <laughs> you know, that's what you need to keep you going. And uh, we have to calculate the calories mm -hmm. per hour for him. And aside of that, you need to start to think about recovery, right? Because your next day could be 50K and high elevation. So you got to keep recovering fast, um, you know, for your next day and the day after and the day after. So, um, you know, when I first met him, he was just telling me he's taking Maggie Me for his races. It's true. Right. And I was like, I, I'm, and I'm he's so proud of it. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, tasty. like, are you for real? Like you take Maggie Me for your, your calorie intake for an ultra marathon. Right. Right. Like, how's that even? possible that you can finish this and I'm sure the rest of the participants have crazy amount of stuff you know like space food right, right. stuff that they can pack lightweight and keep it into their backpack and travel the next 300 over kilometers wait so you're traveling with your Maggie noodle yeah <laughs> yeah right. so I can see why you're okay they're yes. talking about this right now and okay. uh, so a common friend of ours um, reached out to me and is like you know uh, can you help out this guy? You know, this guy is crazy. He's, he's eating Maggie Mee and he's doing 300 kilometers on foot, right, for a week plus. So um, that's how I come to know Jeff. And right. we went through about his experiences, his races, and I'm like, okay, look, now it's, it's time to fuel you up for your next endurance race. Not just fill the fuel, right? Yeah, fuel, fuel you up. Right, right. And, uh, you know, you need the calories you need the proteins, you need the recovery for your next day, and so on. So uh, that's when I started working with Jeff on the nutrition part for his race. Right. And uh, I think thankfully- Has he been getting better? Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll let him share his part. <laughs> so like, before I get in touch with Hammer, I, I eat nothing about all this kind of nutrition, what gel, what, what bar, whatever, this kind of things, because I don't believe it, because I think all these are chemical things that hurt my body. And then after and, that, and, and instant noodles doesn't. We don't talk. So about anyway, it. yes, yeah, sure, <laughs> okay, cool. So okay, so uh, he get uh, we get in touch. He explained to me what to eat, and I told him like I'm going to Amazon rainforest. This is my coming race. So he prepared everything for me. So he prepared, and then he teach me what to eat. Like every hour, eat what, and then after the race of the day, you need to eat re recovery. I said okay. I still like a bit hesitate, but. I just take it and then I bring to the race and then I saw like others participants they taking the same thing like a hammer thing and say okay then I trust him like because others are also using the same things and then so maybe MSG isn't so good <sighs> I think so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and then uh yeah luckily because the um the Amazon rainforest is totally different from the Amazon or Arctic Circle it's like Malaysia it's so humid, it's so hot. But actually, it's run harder compared to run in Sahara because it sweats so much. Yeah. So like, I, I, I drink the, the fish and the gel and I drink, usually after the first day, the next day, my body whole body will be get so sore. Like after I take the recovery, I no need to recover. Then I take the recovery, the next day like, oh, I feel like the same. Like you're tired, but you're not getting muscle sore. So I say, Wow, it's really worked really well. But 
but you have to bear in mind like for example for the fizz fizz is like a isotonic drink mm -hmm. yeah because before that i only drink what 100 plus revive all these kind of things surprised but you didn't bring a beer along dude oh finishing line okay, waiting anyway. for you <laughs> and then uh okay so for the fizz uh he gave me like one with the caffeine and one is without caffeine right. and i my first time uh, so i don't know so i keep taking the caffeine one so strong the, the whole night i can't sleep All right. so then only i know or you i have to like know when i take what so this is the like a knowledge of the nutrition is very important i mean you still can complete the race without taking the nutrition but with the nutrition it help you like you not get so much tired and easier for you so i think this is really good do you feel your time is getting like better because you've been doing it for how many years now uh 2014 until now six years seven seven seven, 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 seven. Years. so do you is your time getting better because you you met him you've been eating the, the good stuff are you getting better at what you do honestly without because uh, I don't do the same race for second times, right. so I can't tell if it's like getting better okay. for the timing. Right, right. But with the nutrition he gave me and teach me how to finish, I can finish a decade man. Right, that's true. Yeah, okay. There was a race where he just texted me after he completed. He's like, you know what? I came in overall fourth. Wow. And I was just chilling. Yeah. And uh, at one stage, the hardest stage, yeah. he came back first. That was my, oh, like that was his most amazing like. First time in my life. Yeah, <laughs> he, came, he came back from. Uh, he finished the stage, being first, and yeah. that was the hardest stage. Yeah, uh, a lot of climbing up. Was the Vietnam the Vietnam Ultra? one? The yeah. Vietnam Ultra is like last last year, last year. Yeah, man. Yeah, and like that if, was all because of this. So if I if I knew how to push myself, I could have gotten top three. Yeah. you know, like but I, I was just doing it at my own pace, enjoying my race. You know, doing what I need to do just to finish the race. But I came back overall fourth. Okay, so these guys are elite athletes, though, both of them, and many more hammer athletes, right? Many more, yeah. But how does a product like this affect a casual? I don't know whether to call myself an athlete, a former athlete, I suppose. Uh, I play a lot of tennis. Okay. But I, I don't get to do it a lot. I play once a week. So just the other day. I use one of your the one the sachet oh, the fizz the fizz yeah so I added it into my water yeah so what I usually do is after I am done playing tennis or while I'm playing tennis I I, I grab an energy drink yep. this off the counter energy drink I drink it immediately after I'm done I'm exhausted I drink it I feel great like yeah mm -hmm. and then after that I'm like well I need to I need to sleep yep. immediately so that's what um, what we call a flash and crash feeling. Like um, when you drink those sugary sports drink, right. you're actually drinking simple sugar right. and uh, it spikes your energy level up, it shoots up and then it has a steep drop of energy. So, you know, you feel great in a short while, but later on you will feel even worse than when yeah. you started off. Yeah. Um, just imagine like lighting a piece of paper, right, with a fire and it burns off quick that's flash and crash and um, you know where our products come in we are using complex carbs so it's slow release in the energy it doesn't spike you up and um, think of it as a burning like burning a wood or coal right you get a heat but it's really long lasting right so that's what endurance athlete needs you want to be lasting way longer than anyone you don't want to be like sprinting the next hundred meter 
yeah. and you're flat out. Yeah, yeah. Right. That that's nothing for Decaman or or what Chrissy is right. doing, right? So um, and most of our products they are made with natural ingredients, so anyone can eat it, right? Even a, a casual. Even my daughter at four years old. She really. Yep, she's an uh, she's an ice skater, and right. uh, you know we realized that she always keep coming out to to snack, you know, she, um, she was sugary training. stuff. Yeah, yeah. and uh, one day you know that that disrupts her training. So one day I was like, yeah, just feed her the hammer bars, and ever since then she never comes out for for snack, right. and she's been able to focus really well in in her training sessions. So you know I wouldn't sell anyone a product that I wouldn't feed it to my kid. Right. Right. That's how natural and organic and good stuff this is. Right. And everything is different. It says that you said 15 minutes before every 30 to 45 uh, during. Yep. So this one you take before. Yep. So you can take the gels before your, your activity, right. which ideally will be 20 minutes during your warm-up session. Start loading in the gel. That's going to help you when you start your, your activity. Right. right. And every time during activity, you got to start replenishing your glycogen levels. So this will be a great um, product to start adding calories for your upcoming um, activity right. during while you're doing. Right. So it's refueling your, your calories. Okay. Yep. Multiple flavors, vegan. Vegan friendly. Vegan friendly, and yep. there are multiple ones, multiple flavors. I've tried one of them already. The chocolate chip is brilliant. Yep. I had a peanut butter one as well, I think. Oh, that's the gel. Yeah, that's brilliant. So now I understand about the nutrition. You're getting better at what you do because of the type of fuel. Uh, you understand nutrition a bit more. But while you're doing this, it's like eight days. You're doing this for 12 hours or whatnot. How do you do that after a half hour or so on a treadmill? I'm done. Right, I know partly it's mental because in my head I could be doing something else in, in my life. How do you do it for so many hours, for 12 hours or whatnot? What do you think about? What's your, what's your mental state like? For me, it's a personal challenge. You are, for me, I just focus on, okay, I'm going to challenge myself. And I know the distance, the hours and the sweat and the pain that I have to endure. But that is the part of the fun. You do feel the pain though. Yes. But you push through. Yes, it's like when, uh, recently I did uh, Everesting. Everesting is like 848 meter elevation gains. That is equivalent to uh, Mount Everest mm -hmm. elevation. So it's a cycling challenge. I created a segment, 700 meter with 54 meter elevation gains. So I have to do it 165 times at the distance. So just up and down, up and down, so climbing. And you know, it's like I took riding hours, 18 hours of riding and then 28 hours of total time, rest and everything, 28 hours nonstop. So I know that how much pain it will come. Sometimes like if you take wrong nutrition or you didn't take enough nutrition, you know, your body will reject everything. You can't even uh, consume water. So you feel like you're just uh, throwing up all the way. That kind of like drowsy, uh, dizziness, nauseous feeling, you will have it, but you can push through it. If it's all about mental challenge, 
you prep for it, you know the pains will come. You know the weather in Malaysia, the heat, the, the rain, the storm will come, but you have to prep it before you go. Okay. Just like, okay, I'm going to war, right? So you know what, what, what will happen. So that's, this is a mental challenge. So I know I can do it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to complete it and get it done. But hour to hour though, what are you thinking of? I basically what I'm thinking is like I always connect my mind and my body all the time, whatever I do. Right? So I don't look at how hot the sun is, oh, you know, uh, the weather, no. I'm, I'm focused on nutrition taking and um, just my body and muscles. So if I feel like my quads are burning or tired, so I switch uh, muscle group different muscle group and keep pushing, keep pedaling. So when you feel tired, your necks, you know, your shoulders are like really tired, stiff. That time's like, okay, I need to relax now. Just you stop for a while, freshen up, have a cold drinks, keep going on. So I'm not really particularly thinking of any other things. And I don't even know 10 hours past that. Wow, you know, again, how many elevations now? This is like, you so happy, like every climb you did, like, okay, one time press, two time press. This is like, you just enjoying the journey. You're not thinking about, I'm not thinking about like, oh, what time I'm going to finish? No, it's endurance race is, endurance activity is more like a, how long you can endure and enjoy the journey and finish it. I get bored really easily, right? On a, on a treadmill, because I'm going absolutely nowhere. In a marathon, at least I'm going somewhere. In a triathlon, at least you can see stuff. Yeah. Do you see stuff or are you just focused on, you look around or is it just your body and mind? Yeah, cycling, so can, you, you can see the view and then wow, you know. Uh, so you are just, enjoying it? Yes, I'm enjoying it. So all this for me is, um, it's a personal challenge, so I enjoy. So I remember every road, every corner and then, you know, like, you, you get used to it, or which corner has a sandy corner, is that how you have to cut the corner. So you have to aware of the surrounding as well. But most importantly, you just focus on yourself, your body, and your mind. Connect it, and then whatever comes, that you don't really feel like the, the challenge is too challenge or... Uh, but you never look at the, the finishing line. I, I don't <coughs> really focus on finishing line or time but you, you pace yourself for enduring race. You pace yourself and you just enjoy the whole journey. Then when you've done like, okay, how many kilometers you have done? And then I know how, how many hours that I'm going to take if I keep going on with this pace. So just focus on that and then you, you don't have to worry about finishing line. And you're just going constantly. Do you ever like in a triathlon or in an Ironman, do you ever go like, I can't do this anymore. My body says stop. And then you're stopping for a while. But then does your mind kick in and say, wow, no, I got to overcome this. I got to keep going. Does that ever happen? Yes. And one time at Langkawi, I was at T2 after finishing cycling and the whole body muscle cramp. I was at my arms, I, co I couldn't move. Lack of training, yes. Lack of nutrition as well. So I was like, Oh my God, I'm so worried. I'm not, I, I'm not thinking about I'm quitting, but I'm more worried about like, oh my God, my muscle is like, you know, cramps everywhere. Am I going to finish it? I need to get it 
solve this problem. So I call medic and then supply everything, whatever I can, and then I just move on, walk. This, this, is, this is the mental challenge is like, okay, you run, if you can't run, you walk. You walk, you slowly you walk. As long as you keep moving, you, will, you can finish it, you will reach the destination. How are you with that? Is that the same for you, mentally? For mentally, it's different because mine is like a stage race we spend for seven days. Yeah. So every day you wake up and say, what the hell am I here? Like, why am I here? So you do feel like... Of course. Right. Like, I say, why I'm here? Why I'm doing this? Like, why I'm suffering myself at this scary place? <laughs> it's like 50 degrees Celsius. Yeah. And the humidity only like 3 or 4%. So like, and uh, so for my mentor is that every time I will just like think like, oh, I need to go home, I need to go home. The reason like keep me moving is because all the races I do it for like a fun racing for a charity. Right. So I will just try to like tell myself, calm myself down, say like, oh, you just suffer for seven days. Then you can back home, have a nice food, have an aircon room and sleep in your comfort bed. But with a seven day effort, you might help people that suffer in their whole life. Right, right. Because I, I find racing for like Malaysia is foundation. Okay. So this is how I tell myself during the race. So it's say, it's okay, just seven days, like then you are fine. But people, they suffer for their whole life. Like, why not you doing this? I mean, this is the reason why keep me doing every year. And even I know if we like really suffer, because like the suffering is not only like physical, the mental, like all the races, like your, this is your food. And then like you get a lot of blister, right. like five or six or seven blister on your food. And then like the food, the one time in Sahara, like I run, run, run. And then I know there's a blister. So what happened when you have blister? You need to go to medic and medic help you to poke up the water yeah. and then you put the medicine. So this is the right way to do during the race. but. After day two or three, the medic is like long queue. So I can't be bothered. So I carry on with my blister. And then, then only I know all these kind of five or six different blister, when you keep doing, keep walking and running, you become like a combined, become like a big blister. So when they become like a huge, big blister, actually can feel the water is glued, glued, glued. <laughs> you can feel the glued, glued, you know, like, but it's not like water, it's like hot oil, like under your feet. So that is a moment then I tell myself, I say, this is beyond my limit. I want to like give up already. I say, no, I say, I won't regret. But during the whole race, you always talk to yourself. There's a angel and a devil like inside you. Yeah. So the devil will tell you like, stop, stop, stop. It's okay. You are doing more than enough. They won't blame you for not finishing the race. And then the angel will come out and say, <laughs> don't, you have to carry on. If you re uh, give up now, when you wake up the next day, you will regret. When you regret, you will still need to come back to complete the race, which is, I don't want to go back to right. this place anymore. So I said, okay, okay, then I just keep walking. Like with a blister, only two hours to the uh, water station, which is a medic, it took me like almost like 45 minutes to walk. I need to like walk really slow. Cause glue, 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 glue. The, oh my god, the, you can't imagine the glue, it's really <laughs> painful. So after he poke out, it's like a waterfall. Oh god. And actually smell. 
because uh. in desert you don't shower for like 10 days so you didn't shower for 10 days your feet smell your whole body smell like everything so disgusting oh that's sexy i know so <laughs> so after he poke out i feel like so released and then he, they give me like a like a morocco sweet tea after you drink like oh you feel better then you they'll say oh, rest for 10 minutes then you can carry on so after they pop it immediately you can start walking can because uh they poke it they'll put a one red medicine which is they will like like a sudden burn on your skin and then but you dry up all right but then you can con continue because like when the whole race your because you carry like a 15 kg backpack your shoulder is pain your leg is pain your whole part nowhere is no pain so it's every part is pain so you feel like it's the same you just like, have to keep going. it's just one big ball of pain yeah so you just have to keep going and then the the things that keep me motivated beside like thinking i'm helping someone is like oh I'm thinking like after I finish the race I can go back and eat my mom's cook <laughs> because like normal day you just complain like why you cook the same why the soup is a this soup is not my favorite veggie but during the race you just say oh how lucky you are because like all these kind of races they organize at the funny place like desert Arctic Circle and actually there's a human being living there so you can see like they live in nowhere and then they just need to like go like 15 km away from their house and get a pill of clean water back to their house. This is why the local always win the champion. Right, right. Because <laughs> they, they, they know they know the, the terrain. Pill, yeah. So uh, after the races, actually the races is like uh, I learned a lot and grow, grown up a lot because like stop complaining, appreciate everything, and I honestly I'm pretty lucky because I have a chances to go for all these races because all these races is not cheap. Um, so uh, so I come back like I give sharing and tell what I see like people will say so jealous you go to Sahara you can see the desert in the nighttime is full of star when you're in the desert huh? every day the view is the same <laughs> nighttime and you sleep already yeah. so it's like it's like you go to a Penang bridge marathon yeah oh you're in a bridge already but you're so tired you can't enjoy the right view. right right so for me it's just like a, the view is the same it's a brown and blue brown and blue brown and blue and then i want to go home but now if you think back on it do you think of how amazing it was of course right <laughs> yeah it's like it's really it's a really great experience and it's like really um that's why i will really encourage people like when they have chances to do all these kind of races don't do for their own achievement do it for charity because like people who does the race like this they have their own reason because the races of this kind of ultra marathon in uh, sahara desert or like uh, whatever amazon or artist circle mm. people go there for a reason and usually they are 40 years old and above firstly because uh this 40 race, years old and above. yeah firstly because they are uh they the race is expensive only people with like a certain economy yeah, yeah. they afford and secondly because um, their mental is stronger than the young people right thirdly is because uh, let's say I'm the dad I'm the dad so the whole life I have no achievement I just take care of my family I work like day and night so to this, earn my time. this is my time right. I want to gain my own achievement right. so I'm here some people they here for like a charity they're helping people the, the needy so yeah so everyone go for these races uh that's why uh i love this kind of ultra races because it's not competitive 
because everyone there to compete with themselves, not others. So the whole atmosphere, the whole participant, everyone is so friendly and actually we just still keep in touch in different parts of the world. And we will say, oh, what's your next race? Oh, I'm going here, you want to come and join? Yeah, 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 see you next year. So it's like a gathering and then everyone is so friendly and we swipe our, let's say I bring like 10 vanilla, uh, all right, the, the, the trade. <laughs> yeah, we just trade, oh, trade the flavor and then like food, like I'm the Maggie noodle, but they have like a mashed potato, then we swap the next, the I day love, number I love that. Have you tried MSG before? Yeah. <laughs> right. They love it. <laughs> I, dude, everybody will love it. It's not good for you though, right? Yeah, so uh, this is uh, the, what happened during the ultra marathon is like, it's, I love it. The reason why it keep me going for this conference. But have a motivation. I love that. Mm. Your motivation is different from your motivation. Everybody's got a different motivation. So how do you, how do I start? Okay. I want to know how someone like me can start, can get into something like this, or even to start like a half marathon. How do I start? For a newbie, I would say that you just focus on five kilometers run. Running is the easiest to start off for your fitness career, right? So 5K, it may take you one hour for a start. And then so you just focus on like, okay, today I'm just going to jog for 10 minutes, walk 10 minutes, and then you just get started from there on. And then later on, you get used to it. You have the base, the foundations ready, like after one week, then you might think about like, okay, I'm going to do uh, intervals. So like 800 meters intervals, fast, slow, fast, slow, that you get the speed work. And then from there on, they say, okay, now I can run 1K nonstop, 2K nonstop. That's right. how you get started. And then when you reach, when you can run a 5K, you don't have to increase the mileage. And you just focus on your speed. And then get stronger, faster, and then you get your personal like target like okay 5k now I can run uh, within half an hour so this is your one achievement then next things okay I'm going to increase the mileage a little more right so a little bit 7k 8k and then 10k so you don't increase uh, big mileage all the time you increase like 1k 2k 20% of your whatever you set the mileage 20% you increase it every run that's how you, 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 you build your foundations. Then now it comes to half marathons. If you want to run half marathons, like you can run 5K fast. So now you're going to focus on 10K. So focus on the endurance first, and then after that you get the speed slowly up. As all you build a speed first, then endurance later. So it depends on individual. And how many days should I be working out? You can actually do like, you can run every day but you don't run the same mileage every day. So today you just run, okay, half an hour, 5K, 3K. Next day you want to run 10K or 12K. And then from there on you increase the longest distance run, 15K, and the next thing is 18K, 20K. And then- Every boom. day? Almost every day you can run, but if you want to like, okay, I'm not going to run every day. So let's say four days or three to four days right. a week. That's just minimum you have to run if you want to. That's a minimum that to run? Yes. So once a week ain't gonna cut it. Once a week is, is good enough, but uh, your fitness start. level, yeah, your fitness level won't, like, you know, uh, pick up 
right. like immediately. So you have to really consistently going for go for it, like short distance, long distance, medium distance, whatever you can run. Just keep going, and then once you be able to run twenty k, that's it. You can sign up for a marathon. <laughs> but he said sign up first, and then train for it. Is that a good yeah. way to do it? For me, like yes, you can sign up, but if you're willing to train. You already make a decision, decided to do the race. Yes, it's kind of motivation as well. But I wouldn't uh, suggest that like newbie like never run a five k before. So like you have to really train for it, and then you make decision. Next one, okay, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to sign up ten k race. Right, you are five k runner. You sign up for ten k race. I see. Yes, so you know you're going to hit the mileage. So you train for it. I heard. That you need to wear special gear to stop you guys from chafing and whatever, especially especially for boys, right? Do you yes. have special equipment that you need to wear? Yeah. So for 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 guy for the, uh, for me, uh, there's no problem with Under Armour clothes because their quality is at top. Yeah. Among all the brands. But after a few hours, though, you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. So there's another tips how, because some runner, if you Google it, like a uh, nipples. Bleeding. I heard about that. How the what the like have a two bleeding things. Why? Because it's humid. When humid, they keep rubbing their nipples and they start bleeding. <laughs> so this is how it was. So we put a lot of vaseline on our nipples, our armpit. You put vaseline. Vaseline, yeah. So vaseline, nipples, armpit, balls, and then your asshole, and then. Yeah, you run with that. <laughs> are you kidding? These guys are losing no, it right it's now. True because you like, take it These guys are because losing like it. When you when you sweat, it got the salt, it dry. You rub your skin and then it start have a rash. And then you need to like put all the vaseline at all the place that you might rub. Why are your balls though? Because balls, you, your, you shouldn't your gear keep it in place anyway. But you still will have some. Movement, uh, yes, okay. Rub, yeah, so for those of you who are better endowed, okay. Yeah, and especially like you sweat a lot. Like for example, if you run in the drier places, and then your asshole will crack without <laughs> wrestling. It's true, like oh, shit. it's true. Literally, yeah, exactly. Oh shit, yes. Like, like I bleed one times, like. Oh, you did? Because I was in Sahara. Okay, okay, I was in Sahara, and then we pull, and then the. Humidity there, Malaysia humidity is like 70%, but Sahara only 3 So you pull, you clean, the first day is fine, the second day is fine. Day number 3, the hole starts cracking. Like, it's true, like crack, and then you feel the soreness, then you need to put some lotion. You can't put lotion because lotion will wash out easily. I need something stronger than just coffee, by the way, just saying. <laughs> so right but now. it's true, like, uh, and then you can't. The department, the, the I did a big mistake. I put baby oil. What's wrong with that? Because baby oil, it can your skin can't breathe. I put on my ball there, and then they got all the rashes because it can't breathe. You need to put vaseline. I don't know is it correct, but Chris is trying to figure out. I'm like I, but, I, I'm so glad I didn't have baby oil. It doesn't work for me. Right. You need to oil cannot vaseline. Yes. 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 So so there are actual sports products that. You can apply, you know, yeah. buy off the shop to apply. So what you go? It's like anti shopping cream or oh, right, something right. like that. You don't yeah. go to like a sports store and say ball cream. Yeah, right. No. But it's basically you, you could ask that. But it's basically ball cream, though, right? Yeah. Or no, well, they just term it anti shopping cream. And right. So yeah. you, well, you use that everywhere, but you you just use good old fashioned Vaseline. But but because 
for the ultra races, like I shave before I go for a race. So when during I'm the getting to know you so much more right now. Okay. No, because when during the race your hair is starting to grow, right. you have the, like the friction like with your skin, so you need to put some just right avoid the pain. Are you sponsored by Vaseline by any chance? No, but you need to sponsor this boy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. If you work for Vaseline or whatever, you need to sponsor this boy. Jeez, okay. It's really good. I use Vaseline for other things, but... Uh, what you use it for? Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even get into that right now. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, I use it. But do you use Vaseline when you're running? Yes, I do. Not, not for running, cycling. Yeah, okay. Cycling, because of cycling shots, beep shots has a padding. So we don't want to get uh, frictions, and you know when your chef is yeah get chefing is the saddest on it. Yeah. It's like really terrible. So I don't use Vaseline, but I use anti-chafing cream. Right, right. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's roll, the one that you're talking uh, about, right? With the roller, so you just apply um, the padding like the, the seam line. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Fun. Yeah, I think we're all kind of shocked by Jeff's story. Vaseline is cheap and good. <laughs> You're still on it? Okay, cool, right? It's cheap, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so good, yeah. <laughs> you need to sponsor this boy. I'm serious, okay, this is, this is like, we're, we're right on the edge of TMI, but it, it's all good. I, I absolutely love this. So once again, um, for <laughs> I try to get back into some serious mode right now. I just keep thinking... Like anus cream right now because it's just a too bit much information. No, it's not. It's not. It's great because I I need to know like like. But this is a great tips for like a distant runner. Yeah, because if I'm gonna get into it, I might freak out. Like if I start increasing the number of hours I do this, yeah. and then if I start bleeding or if my you can't continue. Yeah, if my ball starts to like. And your ass <coughs> and your arm on fire, and your right? Pulse, yeah. Mood. Fascinating. That is fascinating. So that's one thing I need to know. I've learned about this proper fueling. Yep. It's very important. Um, Vaseline is king. Last but not least, if you don't want to get blister on your foot, you also apply your Vaseline in between the toes. Right. That's the toes, like in between. Right. So you won't get the blister as well. Okay, so that's the anti-glute anti cream. Yeah. All right. Any advice for people just starting to get into uh, being fit and running or just wanting to be more active? You have to watch out your nutrition, of course, when you are trained. And whatever you do, you have to keep in mind, like, don't get injury. So you you must have proper shoes. Right. Uh, when you say it. proper shoes, what do you mean? Like, For, can't you just get any running shoe? Yeah, but based on your, your foot, your feet uh, types. So for me, I always use razor to medium uh, support cushioning. So when I wear Under Armour, I always select light and cushioning enough, but not too heavy. Based on your body weights as well, if you are heavier person, then you get a bit more cushioning, so you don't impact on, less impact on your knees. Right. So the shoe selections is very, very uh, important for a runners. If you, you wear wrong shoes during the race or uh, during the training, you might get injury. You might get a like um, blister. It's just a simple thing, but you can get a uh, Achilles. You can get plantar. That would be like it's a disaster for our runners. Wow, Krista mm. Kakran, thank you so much for that. Uh, Jeff, any advice uh, for the stage run uh, marathon?
marathon, yep. especially you go to like the hot place or the cold place, when you buy the shoes, you buy at least one size bigger than the usual size because uh, day by day, your feet will get bigger and bigger. And then if you buy the extra size, you will feel like so uncomfortable after day number two or three. Yeah, so buy one size bigger. At least one size bigger or one and a half size bigger than your usual size. And then, uh, yeah, people will think like socks is not important. Buy the right material of the socks, the runner socks, shoes, um, running gear. I think mm -hmm, this is very important. Right. Vaseline. Vaseline. <laughs> and this, everything. And of course, hammer product. Yes, very important. Like, okay, so. If you have everything set, your nutrition, your gear, and uh, your whatever Vaseline, everything will make your mind stronger. You have no worry because you was you were so comfortable. You got everything. You got the best running gear, best nutrition, and the best food. So you will worry free. This is how you stronger your mental because you won't worry. Yeah. Anything happen. But as for at levels that are higher for for regular everyday people just trying to get into running any advice fuel is one thing yeah just get a fucking shoes <laughs> yes the running shoes just get a pair of running shoes and just run so my first running time when i was like 22 i wear my dad's badminton clothes which is a curtain white curtain yeah, yeah, yeah. and the short black one and the 99 ringgit new balance running shoes right this is how i started to run not saying it's a bad pair of shoes i love new balance but yeah and you don't have you don't have to fan you that's why running is the cheapest sport you don't have to have fa uh, fancy but you just can start anytime anywhere right you don't have to pack your bike you don't have to like wait until the pool is open just run anytime anywhere you can just get a pair of running shoes top and bottom then you can start running brilliant easy yeah. Jeff Lau, thank you very much on that. And uh, Kelvin? Yep, just sign up for a race um, or just jog around the park. Um, you know, start with 3K, 5K, get comfortable with the distance and uh, move on to 10. You generally don't need any nutrition filling plan up to 10. But as you go further and longer, you need to start considering your fuel up and um, feel right to feel great. That's what we want to advocate the extreme or going to be extreme athletes right yep. yes. thank you so much for being here it's time to put the hammer down or actually pick up the hammer get your own hammer bars right now and uh, thank you Chrissy thank you Jeff thank you thank you uh, Kelvin thank you uh, do we get to keep all this yes you do okay I'm gonna take a few of this thank you very much guys